a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. I am Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike, Episode 3. We're still on the air. That ain't too bad. Uh, I'm grateful to you for tuning in. We, we uh, are going to jump to a new topic this segment. We're going to speak with KSL News Radio's John Wojcik. He's covering a story that we're going to uh, stay, we're going to keep covering it for the next uh, number of segments. It's fascinating. Uh, it, it stems from a ruling from Judge Wattups uh, where he has ruled that uh, essentially American Samoans are now U.S. citizens. Uh, John, give, give us the details. What, what has happened and what's it mean? Yeah, this is something that's been ongoing uh, for about 13 months now. There's there's been a lawsuit. It was three American Samoans sued the government, claiming that they should be U.S. citizens. Background, anybody that uh, is American Samoan has, up to this point, not been a U.S. citizen, but declared a non-citizen national. So you don't get all the, the liberties that a normal American citizen would have. Uh, you can't vote. You can't run for office. And I think at least two of these three individuals cited specific examples where they tried to get employment here in the States. And they were turned down because they're not technically a U.S. citizen. So they said this is a huge barrier for us to just be able to, you know, live our lives like anybody else would. So they ended up uh, being on the right end of this ruling by a federal judge here in Utah. And now for at least the time being, they will be con- they'll be uh, given passports. Uh, they'll be giving uh, ID cards like any of us and they'll be uh, declared U.S. citizens. Now, they are expecting some sort of an appeal, some sort of a pushback. So the big thing now is a lot of these advocates for the American Samoans are saying, hey, get registered to vote because as of right now, you can, but who knows down the line if there's appeals, what exactly will happen. And this applies to not only the three plaintiffs in this lawsuit, but all, uh, I guess until yesterday, uh, U.S. national uh, American Samoans. Yeah, and uh, apparently, and this is something, you know, up until this kind of broke uh, yesterday, today I was kind of naive to, but apparently there's thousands living here in Utah. So this is a big deal uh, here in the state boundaries for Utah for a lot of individuals who up to this point might have had trouble finding work or, you know, not even being able to vote their entire adult lives. Uh, here, Deseret News had a great write-up on it. And in there, one of the individuals who's involved in the lawsuit said, you know, I found work, but it's something where my whole life I've just been kind of, teased about or kind of a joke about, oh, he's not allowed to vote. He's not a a true citizen. He says, now, you know, I can kind of, you know, I can hold my head up high knowing I am as same as everybody else in the office, you know, a true American citizen. On election day, he would pull a baseball cap down over his head and hide in his cubicle (laughs) as all of uh, the rest of his coworkers are going out to the ballot box and getting their I voted stickers. Now, um, have you have you encountered any pushback? Is there anyone who who doesn't see this as a positive? Oh, interesting enough, it seems like those on the actual mainland of America, Samoa, don't think this is as much of a, a slam dunk as you would think. In fact, the the U.S. representative from America, Samoa, said uh, they're kind of disappointed with how this worked out, and they cited a couple of different examples. They said, one, we're worried about what this is going to mean for our sovereignty as um, our own land, America, Samoa. Now, background on this is other entities that are in a similar kind of uh, purgatory, whether that be uh, Guam or Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, they already have gone through this and they've been given citizenship. America Samoa is kind of the last one to go through this process now. And they're a little bit concerned about what that's going to mean for the representation and for their sovereignty if they're just kind of now given the citizenship. 
also they're worried about kind of the cultural side to this. What does this mean for the Samoan way of life if now we're integrated in as U.S. citizens? Do we lose some of our heritage and uh, some of the cultural things that make us unique? So they're a little bit more concerned about that. So you get almost, I would think, a little bit of a 50-50 split here. And like you said, you reached out and talked to some people from the mainland and they've cited some of those concerns. You referenced uh, Delegate Radawagon. She is the uh, non-voting uh, member of Congress representing American Samoa. Uh, she put out a, a lengthy statement. It reads in part, because the residents of American Samoa have vibrant democratic processes and already had a path to citizenship that I had worked to make even more accessible, the ruling is particularly unwelcome and inappropriate. The Utah federal judge's ruling is literally without precedent. It reaches the opposite conclusion from that of distinguished judges on the United States Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit. Unfortunately, the ruling did not address the concerns we had raised about the rights of the American Samoan people to decide their own status, both as individuals and as people. Uh, th- that is strong language. She is referencing uh, some of the efforts that she and uh, an American Samoa itself uh, it took to uh, file a, an amicus brief, uh, voicing some of their concerns. And if it, you'll allow me just a moment, uh, there is some language from the ruling from Judge Waddups that uh, characterizes some of what she said. Uh, and it has to do with one of the court cases that were referenced in the decision by Judge Waddups. Uh, it reads in the decision making reference to uh, the, the attitude communicated in this statement by uh, Delegate Radawag. And it says, as discussed above, in addition to the arguments the government makes, Interveners, and now those interveners are the signers of uh, this uh, amicus brief, uh, including uh, Delegate Radawag. And it says uh, uh, the inter- interveners argue that this court should dismiss the complaint for at least two additional reasons. First, interveners argue that imposition of citizenship by judicial fiat would fail to recognize American Samoa's sovereignty and the importance of Fa'a Samoa. That's the Samoan way of life right. uh, that, that you referenced, John. Uh, and then second, they argue that imposition of citizenship over American Samoa's objections violates fundamental principles of self-determination. They argue that the imposition of a compact of citizenship directly conflicting with the will of the American Samoan people would intrude upon the autonomy of American Samoa. And uh, the the response uh, by Judge Waddups in this uh, is that the court is not imposing, quote, citizenship by judicial fiat. Uh, So I'm anxious to, to learn how if it is such a, a split, if it is those American Samoans here living in the United States, if it is those folks that are cheering this as, as a wonderful thing, allowing them to vote, mm-hmm. uh, allowing them all of the, the, the rights and responsibilities and protections uh, granted to an American citizen, uh, if there is a split in the attitude between those folks and then the folks living on the mainland. And if I had a guess, that's probably where the split is. And those that filed uh, the suit against the government... I, the main thing that popped out to me was uh, this hurdle to employment. And it makes sense because if, if they're you know filling out an application and they go through the cover letter and then they get to the details and goes, well, you're not technically a U.S. citizen. I mean, that's a pretty hard thing that you know puts them in a secondary class from other applicants for a job. And it seems like that was their, their main complaint. Now, if you look on the other side of this, the American Samoans still living on the mainland, that's probably not something they have to battle with as much. So they're more taking the side of, well, we don't want this. This is we 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 enjoy this kind of separate uh, designation we have, and we're proud of our heritage. Which I'm assuming those living in America are as well. But sure. they've got some more immediate needs as well as voting that they'd like to you know take part in. We've been speaking to KSL News Radio's John Wojcik. We've been talking about this ruling by Judge Waddups released yesterday, uh, essentially deeming all American Samoans uh, full fledged U.S. citizens. Very specifically, 
that their passports should not include a disclaimer uh, stating that they are not citizens. In the next segment, we're going to speak to Susie Lafayelli, who is with the Southern Utah Pacific Islander Coalition. Uh, she was a pivotal uh, force uh, working with the plaintiffs in this uh, lawsuit. We're going to get her perspective. Uh, but first, I invite you to join KSL News Radio and Dave Noriega as we celebrate five years of Utah Gives Back with a live broadcast Friday from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. at Select Health in Murray. You're listening to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is KSL News Radio. Stick with us. More to come after the break. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson. And unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 